Hello, and welcome to Fizzy Kids, the podcast. I am your host, Ali Fanshaw, and this is the show where I talk about all of those things that makes life with Fizzy Kids so exciting. Today, I'm going to be kicking off this first season of Fizzy Kids, the podcast, and I'm actually a little bit excited about this. I've decided to focus this first season on how I have relearned my parenting language and the way in which I speak to and interact with my kids. Over the past couple of years or so, I have had so many conversations with other parents, carers, teachers, whoever they might be, about the fact that fizzy kids just don't seem to respond to some of the more traditional and well-understood parenting approaches and language that we so frequently use with our kids in the 21st century. I guess to sum that up, in a nutshell, I think we need to stop telling our kids to calm down and start to realise that star charts may not fix all of our problems. We might need to learn a new parenting language to meet the needs of our kids growing up today. I guess how we want to bring our kids up might not be in the same way that our parents wanted to bring us up. So in this podcast series, I want to take a bit of a step back and think really hard about what it is we say to our kids and how we say it. And both are really important because such a big proportion of our communication is non-verbal. So what I mean by that is if I was doing this podcast on a stage in front of you, you would be reacting to me primarily by how I looked how I dressed and how I came across in my body language. That makes up about 55% of all communication. 38% is by the tone of my voice and actually only 7% is by the words that I'm using, which I just think is amazing. And it's a good job you can't see me right now because I'm actually in a really scruffy old t-shirt. So I'm not sure I would be giving a very good opinion across. Okay, so who am I? A little bit of an introduction to me. I call myself Fizzy Mum and I am mum to two fizzy kids and wife to a fizzy husband. And I think that's a pretty good place to start. So what do I mean by fizzy? I use fizzy as a term to cover all kinds of special needs diagnoses, additional needs or emotional immaturity. So fizzy kids may have a special need or a learning difficulty or a social and emotional difficulty that has been formally diagnosed, but equally they may not. They might just be taking longer than other kids to reach emotional maturity and to manage those really big feelings that kids can have. And that might mean that they have a lot of fizzy moments, as well as many fabulous ones too, because Let's be really clear here, just because a kid is fizzy and presents with some more challenging behaviours than maybe uh, kids in their own peer group, it doesn't mean they're not fabulous too. So I like the term fizzy because it's not negative. It's just saying that they are a little bit out there and maybe harder to manage on a day-to-day basis, let's be honest, uh, than some of their peer group and other kids. So back to who I am. I set up a business called Fizzy Kids about a year ago to raise awareness of kids with hidden disabilities and challenging behaviours. And it started with support groups in my local area. I did a t-shirt campaign, which was great fun. And I also started to build my online community on Instagram and Facebook and started sharing some of the 
things that I saw out there and ideas that I had around how we could think about different parenting approaches for these fizzy kids. So what's really stood out for me is the fact that there are so many families out there who struggle on a daily basis with their kids' behaviours, both at home and school. And despite trying lots of different things, they are still struggling. And I find that heartbreaking because we know from research, from many years of research now, that vulnerable kids can grow into more vulnerable adults, or they are more likely to grow into more vulnerable adults. So I went on a lot of parenting courses because I was very worried about my own kids. They felt very fizzy to me and they were having a lot of trouble at home and at school. So I read books. I spoke to lots of parents and other carers. I met with multiple different professionals and nothing quite gave me what I needed to really alter my parenting approach and reduce some of the mayhem and distress that was happening in our household. And I was okay with that, but I just knew that I needed something more than was already on offer. So this first season of podcast is going to have episodes on what I have learned about speaking differently to the angry child, the anxious child, the rude child, and also a couple more. I'm going to propose some alternative things that you might want to say to your kids in different situations and also maybe recommend a few books and other information sources that will hopefully allow you to help to relearn what you say and how you say it to your kids. As we go through it, I will also share some of the experiences that our family has had at Fizzy Kids HQ and how that really made me realise that we needed to do something quite dramatic to change our family dynamics. But first, let's start with a few questions. Do you feel like you have to have the last word in an argument with your kid? Do you feel like if you have that last word, that will mean they respect you more? Are you sometimes gobsmacked at how your kids speak to you? I mean, you would never have been allowed to speak to your parents in that way, right? Do you feel like you maybe have to follow the accepted social norm of some kind of reward and consequence approach with your kids, such as star charts or threats that will result in something being taken away from them? And finally, do you feel like a bad parent and that you must have got something really wrong for your child to be acting in this way? If I'm honest, a few years ago, I would have answered yes to all of those questions. I used to get so angry with my kids that I would break things. One day I remember uh, breaking a fleece. I broke the zip on it because I whacked it that hard on a piece of furniture that the zip completely broke. I also smashed a pair of sunglasses uh, one day when I threw them on the floor in an absolute rage with my children and it was before school as well. So it was over breakfast, a terrible, terrible time to lose your temper when fizzy kids are probably already more stressed than other kids because of the prospect of the school run. And some days I shouted, no, I'm going to be really honest with you because that's what I committed to in this podcast. I didn't shout, I screamed. I actually screamed out loud. My kids just made me inexplicably angry. And what I realized after some time of this happening was that my kids were out of control. And more importantly, so was I. And when I look back at that time, I'm actually quite shocked that things became so bad. 
Some of them were out of my control, but that's because I feel like I let myself slip into a position of weakness. And I was quite self-destructive, actually, because I just didn't know how to regain a semblance of the family life that I felt should be possible in our house. When I think about my family and my own childhood, there seemed to be a really big gap and void between the two. And when I thought about it, I realized that my parents were quite calm and reasonable. And I think about how they acted with me. And I don't have many memories of my parents shouting that much or telling me off or sending me to my room or taking things away or grounding me. They were calm. They were reasonable. I guess the difference is, is that I was also quite calm and reasonable. And that meant that the whole relationship was more like that. My kids are not that regulated. And there are lots of good reasons why not. So even though I had a great parenting experience in childhood, what I learned from my parents was not relevant and is not relevant to my kids. I was basically an unconsciously incompetent parent. So I didn't know that I was incompetent. It took me a long time to realize I did not have the skills. I hadn't been taught the skills. I hadn't taken the time to learn the skills that I needed to raise my kids with all of their fizziness. So these podcasts are not really about our kids and their needs. I want them to be about us, about me, about our parenting skills and the language that we use with our children. And that is a critical point here. We might not be able to change our kids, but we have to believe in the fact that we have the power to change ourselves. And I knew that I needed to do something different to improve things for our family dynamics. Honestly, I didn't change my parenting approach out of choice, but out of necessity. Okay, so I want to have a think now about why we say what we say with our kids. I used to say things frequently like, calm down, sit up straight at the table, or something like, how dare you talk to me like that? And what I have learned from a fantastic gentleman called Zach Gom, who runs the Great Behaviour Breakdown Parenting course based in London, is that we all have core scripts, which are learnt during our childhood. And they are embedded in our day-to-day vocabulary with our children. So it feels really natural for us to use these phrases with our kids because they're really familiar to us from from our own upbringing. The way I try and look at it is that they are a recipe by which my parents brought me up. And I guess the questions for us as parents of fizzy kids are, do they work? And if they don't, why aren't we questioning that? In this podcast, I'm going to try and challenge us to think differently, to step back and look at our kids about the skills that we have and about what our fizzy kids need to be done differently by us as parents. So I will challenge us with questions like that. So in our family, these phrases and I guess what you would call the more traditional parenting approaches were just not working. If I raised my voice and told my kids to calm down, it just seemed to make them more irate. Or if I told them off for talking rudely to me and they lost their sweets, then they would just pick up whatever toy was near to them and chuck it at me and call me rude names. So I really needed something that helped me to calm this chaos. 
But also importantly, something that allowed me to hold on to the parts of my character that I most liked. I hope if you asked my friends or family or colleagues, they would say I was a kind and respectful person. But honestly, I I was not being like that with my kids. So why? Why could I not be more like that with my kids? And I needed a change. And it needed to be something that I could put into place straight away without therapists and without professionals. It had to start at home and it had to start with me. And that radical change, and it was radical, came in the form of learning a completely new parenting language. So I'm going to give you a just a quick example now to give you a flavour of it. And then the rest of the season's podcast should go into more detail around some of the phrases that I now use. So instead of saying something like, calm down, everyone, just calm down. Now I might say something like, wow, you seem angry right now. And it's all about me and something I have done. I wonder what it is that's made you feel like that. What can I do to help? I'm not sure what you think about that phrase and how the two phrases might sound different to you, but maybe it's just worth replaying that for now to think about whether or not its effect is different and how the second phrase might make you feel if somebody said that to you rather than telling you to calm down. So I'm learning that it is possible to change those core scripts that we have within us. It's possible to rewrite the recipe by which we were parented and to learn a new language. And I firmly believe that the change is likely to make life better for you and for your kids. Once I started to change the words I was using, my voice started to soften and my actions changed. My face relaxed even. It was a bit like learning a new language that involved all of me, not just my mouth. I guess the language and the words that I was using regulated me and as a result that it helped to regulate my kids. And I started to de-fizz some of the crazy fizziness that was in our house and family. And that made me feel really good and, I guess, back in control. And for some of you listening right now, you might be sceptical. You might not have liked what I just said there or how it came across. And that's fine. I was sceptical too. A friend, when I told her about the different language that I was using, said, oh my goodness, it must be exhausting talking like that. And it was, to start with. Just like learning anything new, the learning curve initially is really steep. But in the same sentence, she also said, oh, hang on a minute. Just can you say that again while I write it down? Because she was desperate too. Her kids were out of control. She didn't know how to deal with some of their emotions And quite honestly, even if she wasn't sure about what I was saying, she wanted to give something else a go. So in season one of these podcasts, I want to share some of that learning with you. I want to take away some of the hard work that I did and hopefully make you feel better about the way that you parent and in turn to defizz your fizzy kids. Okay, so let's talk a little bit more about some of the things I have really had to get grips with in order to appreciate why I needed to relearn my parenting language and change my core scripts. So the fizzy way is what I call my parenting language and approach. And the aim is that it helps you as the parent or carer or teacher to feel better about how you interact with your kids. That is so important. You. I want to help you first. But in helping you feel better, 
hopefully your child will feel better too. So we need to understand a few fundamental aspects about parenting fizzy kids and why they might be different to other kids. And the fizzy way always starts with what we as parents, carers or teachers can do to make a change. Because sometimes we need reminding of this, but we are the grown-ups and we alone are responsible for making the first move towards improving our family or classroom dynamics. We have to believe that even if we don't feel in control of our kids or emotions, that we can make changes. So I'm going to run through four points now that will hopefully help you start to consider why a new parenting language and approach might be useful for you and your kids. Number one, you are always being watched and heard. Okay, you are always being watched and heard. What I'm learning is that quite a considerable amount of human learning happens through watching, listening, sensing, touching and copying. And the professionals call this modelled behaviour. So the first thing to remember when you're learning to parent differently is that you are always being watched and heard, which is pretty terrifying, right? I remember having a conversation with one professional and I said to her, but that means I have to be perfect. Uh, Yes, she said, you need to be like Jesus. Well, she was joking, of course, but there is an element of truth in it. Our model behavior will not always be perfect like Jesus, and we should never expect that of ourselves, as otherwise we may feel constantly ashamed and a failure as a parent. We have to remember that a bad moment doesn't make us a bad parent. I know that's cheesy, but it is so true. However, it is important to be aware of the fact that you are always on show to your kids. So even if you never wanted to be on the stage, sorry, parents and carers and teachers, you are. Every hour of every day and the kids in front of you, they are your audience. So number one, you are always being watched and heard. Number two, your kids do not make you angry. You react angrily to their behaviors. The only person who makes you angry is yourself. I'll say that again. (laughs) And yes, I was skeptical too when I heard it. The only person who makes you angry is yourself. I learned that from a book that was designed to help kids learn about and manage their anger, not adults. So the theory goes is that if it was other people or incidents that were responsible for making us angry, then everyone would be angry at the same things. But they're not, are they? We know that. The reason being because we all react to different things in different ways. So it is highly likely that your fizzy kids will induce feelings of anger in you. After all, rudeness, defiance, controlling behaviours, they feel really unpleasant and uncomfortable to observe in our kids. And you might wonder, how have my kids ended up being so rude? How How have they ended up like this? Am I a bad parent? It it, it may feel really personal and deeply upsetting that your child is being so angry and it is directed at you. I'm not an anger management specialist and I'm not going to spend lots of time in this podcast covering the science behind emotions, but I do now understand that you can learn to manage your emotions by choosing your response to your kids' behaviours. So we do have a choice about how we respond because we have the ability to help our brains rewire and relearn about how we respond to certain situations. So with the right tools, with the right practice, we can learn to control how we feel about the things our kids are saying and doing. So think about the difference you feel if I said to you, 
you are making me so cross right now. Or, it's okay to feel cross, Jack. What can I do to help? How does that make you feel? What are the differences within you that you notice when I say those things? So number two, our kids don't make us angry. We react angrily to their behaviours. Number three, kids bring out the caveman in us. Cavemen were phenomenally good at fight, flight and freeze reactions. And we mustn't forget that they are our distant relatives. So when we cannot slow our responses down to situations, we react. When I was shouting and screaming at my kids and throwing the glasses on the floor and whacking the police against the furniture, it was my fight response kicking in to their challenging behaviours because I wasn't able to pause for long enough to realise that I wasn't fighting a woolly mammoth. They are my kids, not a saber-toothed tiger. The problem is that our kids, who are fizzy anyway, may well copy our reactions, if you remember what we were talking about model behaviour before, and as a result, you end up feeling like you're living in a cave with grunting Neanderthals. If that sounds familiar to you, then you're probably in the right place on this podcast. Parenting the fizzy way is about learning a new language, which means you're learning what to say and how you say it. Both are of equal importance. So think about if you were speaking the French language and you were doing it with a strong Scottish accent, then you might not be fully understood. So it's all about making sure that what we're saying and how we're saying it and the actions that we're showing when we're saying it are all linking up together. So if you learn the phrases that I propose and you sound like a therapist, but then you look or act like a caveman, I'm afraid it's not going to deliver the changes in behaviours that you're seeking. Number four, the language we use with our kids is deeply embedded within us. So we've talked about this already today a bit, but what we say and how we say it is influenced by a multitude of factors. It is affected by the way in which our parents and other adults in our childhood spoke to us. It's how we notice our peers talking to their children. It's the family relationships we see on TV. Lots of things. We learn our parenting language subliminally and over 18 years or more of living with our parents or carers. And that makes it really hard to undo because it's part of who we are. It's part of how we do things. So when you think that you say something and in your head, you're going, oh my goodness, I sound just like my mum. Those are your core scripts. Those are your familiar terms that you're using. Those are the things that come really naturally to me and to you, but they might not be useful to our fizzy kids. They might not help to defizz difficult and challenging moments and behaviours. So in the next episode, we're going to be talking about a few more important things that help us understand more about how our fizzy kids work. It's been really good going through some of the things that help us understand more about how we parent now and why our fizzy kids might need something different. Learning a new parenting language and changing what we say to our kids might not change everything. There might be some behaviours and challenges that our kids face that we can't fix through speaking or parenting differently. And sometimes people say to me, but how do you think your kids will end up? 
you don't do star charts, you don't really do rewards and punishments, what's going to happen to them? How will they learn stuff? I don't know if parenting or talking to them in this way will help or hinder them in the long run. But then no one knows how their kids will turn out. What I do know with absolute certainty is that it makes life better for me. It makes life better for our family. And it helps me believe that we are a good family, that despite the challenges that our kids have and how that can make life at Fizzy Kids HQ a bit more exciting than in some other houses, that we have a lot of things going for us. So when people say that to me, how do you think your kids will end up? My answer is, I don't know. But I'm holding on to things that are are of great value to me, such as kindness and respect. And I'm not letting my kids' behaviours change the part of me that I like. And hopefully in holding on to those parts, I'm also teaching them about kindness and respect. And in time, that will hopefully sink in. I really hope you've enjoyed this first episode of Fizzy Kids, the podcast, and I look forward to you joining us for episode two. We're going to get stuck into some new parenting language that might help an angry child. And there's a good reason for me starting with this, because I didn't really feel like our little family could get going until we better managed some of the meltdowns and angry moments that were happening in our house. So I hope to share that with you soon. Stay safe and keep de that fist.